at SFM Radio and at Stephen Grutus on Twitter. 11 after 7. Good morning. Well, more details now emerging about how the accident that claimed 11 lives and hurt 85 people at the Impala Platinum Mine in Rustenburg actually happened. There are various reports this morning, but from what I can tell, it appears workers were returning in a lift cage to the surface. The lift cage, I think, has space for around 145 people. Uh, there were uh, was uh, fewer than 100 within it, around 80 people, I think. The lift, the cage also has three levels. So think of a lift carrying three groups of people. As the cage was moving up, it suddenly started to fall, and a safety mechanism that's supposed to stop it from falling failed. The counterweight to the lift, you know, every lift will have a counterweight, that got snagged somehow. As a result, the lift cage fell around 160 meters. There's steel bars at the bottom, and it hit the bars. So it went down 160 meters and stopped very suddenly. You would imagine, obviously, if you're in a lift, you get pushed to the roof. So the people in the lift at the were in a box that was moving down quickly. It stops. The people in the bottom section of the lift cage were obviously the ones who suffered the most and, and I presume where most of the 11 people died. That's my understanding of how it actually happened. There'll be a full investigation. There'll be a lot more information that'll come through. We start your coverage this morning with the CEO, the centrally, the Chief Executive Officer of the Minerals Council South Africa, Mzila Mtinjani. Mzila, good morning. And I imagine like everybody, you're thinking of the families of those who died this morning. Good morning, Stephen. <clears throat> and indeed, we are uh, really grieving the, the loss of so many people in, in such a, a freak accident, really, in the mining industry. And uh, condolences to them. We know mining is dangerous, and an incident like this reminds us of that. What has the industry done to improve safety on our mines? The effort at improving safety is something that uh, we've been investing in for the past 15 to 20 years. And specifically when it comes to fatalities, uh, we've seen fatalities come down from the region of about a thousand in the early, in the eighties. And the most recent record uh, achievement was in 2022 when we reached below 50. Now any loss of life is, is if, if it can be avoided, uh, it, it must be. So that improvement I think is commendable and we acknowledge that there's still a lot of work to be done. And the, the focus has largely been on falls of ground. But when incidents like these happen, you know, it does require one to take a step back and reflect. Uh, and as, as you make the point that, you know, mining is, 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 is dangerous and, uh, and we can't afford not to remain vigilant. Is mining still more dangerous in South Africa than many other countries? Um, I think you have to... It would not be a fair comparison to, to just make a blanket statement like that. I think what we have to look at is uh, the different types of mining, because you know even with surface mining, what is called open cast mining, it does have its dangers. You have large machinery. Um, you could have uh, with an open cast a fall of the side wall, a huge landslide. Um, so, you know, looking at the whole value chain of mining, it does offer its, uh, its share of dangers, which all have to be, uh, or which we all have to be mindful of. Uh, from a South African perspective, I think in terms of this accident, uh, South Africa is predominantly hard rock, deep underground mining in terms of our gold and platinum mining. The, the technology for accessing these resources it is amongst the most advanced and has been exported in other to other countries as well. And in fact, in as far as this shaft accident is concerned, it, as I called it earlier, as a freak accident, 
You know, the only other one of this magnitude, you may recall the Valerie's disaster. And the shafts in, in, uh, are usually very technical, um, deep engineering and very safe with, with large safety factors. So I think, as you said, let's really wait and see what the investigation finds out about how this really ha- came to be. So what you can do, I suppose, is more mechanization. You'd use more machines, uh, fewer workers. Is it possible to reduce the number of people who have to go underground? So, you know, I think future mines are certainly going to be much more mechanized. And we're beginning to see that with a lot of the technology that is developing. You know, the AI, the remote working is all possible. And, and, and mechanization and uh, automation of mines is possible uh, to the extent that it can be retrofitted. Uh, we've seen mines do that, but it also has to be managed responsibly considering you know, socioeconomic factors. Uh, in South Africa, you mentioned the issue of employment is an important one. Uh, what I've experienced is that where technology is, is in, um, introduced, in the first instance, it has to be introduced to enhance the ability of people to work and hence improving product uh, productivity to a degree it also reduces the number of people that will be exposed to uh, dangerous places underground and over time i think we should anticipate that there should be le- much less or no people working underground but mines still continue to operate but those machines are operated from surface you know the argument that's going to come from, from people representing mine workers, Mzila, and I think many people are going to feel, and, and this is mm. the age-old question around mining, do mines put profit before people? Sometimes we've seen, particularly in the platinum sector, uh, uh, coming out of the pandemic, there were huge profits. I realize the situation has changed, but there were huge profits, mm. and the question will always be put, are you putting profits before protecting miners? What would your response be to that? I think that's an important question we've always got to bear in mind to keep ourselves in check. At the time of those profits uh, of, of, uh, in the platinum sector, and we're going to probably going to see that in the gold sector as the gold price moves up. It was at a time of high prices. But when you look at the stats, it was also at a time when um, safety was improving. And uh, it is possible to make profits as well as, you know, um, have a safe environment. And in fact, you'll find that where there's high profit, it's because those mines are actually working even safer. And and to be able to achieve that, you need working relationships uh, in a tripartite arrangement amongst government in terms of the DMRE, labor and the company, and focusing on the right issues. And what we've done as an industry recently is really made sure that safety and health is a leadership issue, not only from the CEO and the board, but everyone takes leadership role. Everyone who works in the mine takes a leadership role and accountability as far as safety is concerned for themselves and for their uh, uh, colleagues. We know that there's a lot of economic pressure on mines, Talks again, um, talk again of retrenchments. When mines are yeah. battling to make a profit, is attempting to cut corners on safety? No, absolutely not. That is the one area where we don't cut corners and I think it's an expression that actually doesn't come into our vocabulary, cutting corners. Um, I think the the need to adjust to a, uh, a, market, a market downturn is important and and usually the the, the cutting is, is something that has takes time and it has to be well considered. Uh, it is not random 
And uh, it is also important to bear in mind the, the mental and social impact of, of, of job cuts. And, and that we are aware that can have a, an influence on, on safety. And it's something which the Chief Inspector of Mines has also made sure that he brings to our attention that as the industry is going through this tough period, we need to be much more vigilant uh, and considerate of the impact it could have on safety. Mzilim Tanjani, thank you. CEO of the Minerals Council, South Africa, representing the mining industry.